Good afternoon, Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Podcast and video show where we talk about digital marketing strategies and tactics to help grow your business. I'm absolutely thrilled today to have as guest on the show, Matthew Blow from Hubshout. Welcome to the show, Matthew. How are you, man? Great, Mike. Thanks for inviting me on the show and you know, try to help help everybody out today. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just maybe a little bit of background. I know that you are the VP of Sales Engineering for HubShout. HubShout, uh, I know you've been with them for 10 years, but how did you get started in this gig? Yeah, you know, it's funny, Mike, that you asked that because my, my career transition was from financial services in the 2010 timeframe, so a crisis, it was a crisis just like we're having today that precipitated my movement into the digital marketing space. So I was doing in the mortgage industry, and of course, that became very difficult, especially because we were doing commercial mortgages, which were even more difficult. And so uh, I made a transition into digital marketing, you know, the growth area, I decided to go into that industry and and never looked back. Wow, very cool. Now, I know that uh, obviously you're working remote, and uh, but I know you're from the New York, Rochester area. Um, now, are you guys uh, normally set up as as remote teams, or do you have a brick-and-mortar location normally? No, that's a great question, Mike. And the answer is we absolutely have a physical location, and it's sort of in a hipster area of Rochester called Park Ave, and our entire team's there, our entire team. Uh, 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 content writers, uh, we you know PPC analysts, on-site team, account managers. So we help with the backbone and fulfillment work for digital agencies, website design agencies who want to offer SEO and paid search, but don't have the team to do it. So that's the one of the big things about us, Mike, is we're, we're U.S. based. Very nice, very nice. Um, you know, how many people do you have uh, at HubShout? How many team members? So we have almost 30 team members. Okay. Wow. Cool. Um, do you guys have an internship program there? You know, we, we started one and with a local high school and it, it fell through due to transportation issues <laughs> at the high school. Right. But we're going to try it again this year. Uh, and then of course, uh, you know, or rather the fall, we're going to try again in the fall to see what happens. Yeah. Well, I know that's been, uh, you know, one thing our agency, you know, we've, we've been in business for uh, going on almost 35 years now. Uh, and, uh, you know, with our, our roots in the uh, public relations, advertising and, and marketing. So uh, for the for the past three decades, we have had the opportunity and, and really the, 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 the joy to work with some of the most exciting, talented young people uh, from our local universities. Uh, you know, we're based in Tallahassee, Florida. So home of Florida state, Florida state university, uh, FAMU. Uh, we've also got a few state colleges here. So there's a great pool of young talent. We typically have three to four interns every semester. Um, this semester, very interesting enough, of course, uh, we, all of them are remote as the universities here, have all gone to virtual learning for the rest of the year. And, uh, you know, we kind of followed suit for them as well as 
uh, for, for the rest of our team working remotely. I'm the only one holding up the brick and mortar uh, office only because my, my house is six blocks from the, from the office. So it's easy for me to, you know, skirt the back roads and, and avoid anyone, uh, uh, you know, and, and still be safe without, you know, uh, risking exposure or, you know, spread, if you will. Uh, but these are some unique times for sure. Um, you know, you and I were talking before we got on the show about, you know, that we, we know that um, the CEO of Cloudflare came out uh, last week and was really kind of giving a t- contextual, um, you know, lay of the land of what they're seeing. I mean, they provide redundancies for uh, website access and and others uh, in a content delivery network. And they were already indicating that, you know, two weeks ago, the, the website and the internet traffic had jumped from a minimum of 10% and uh, maximum increases of over 30% internet traffic. So we know that people are, you know, sheltering in place, you know, staying, staying safe at home, um, to, to try to you know protect themselves, their family, um, you know help the the global world, um, you know try to bring this thing to a close as quick as we can. Um, but as a result, we're 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 having to use the internet more than ever before. You know, last night my girlfriend had a bunko party with a bunch of her girlfriends, and they got on Zoom and had their bunko party. So like you know they're all having like you know their little cocktails or margaritas or whatever, and they're rolling the dice <laughs> and awesome. yeah. And they're on zoom. Like, it's crazy. It was like, you know, if, if you remember you're, you're my age, you remember Hollywood squares with like, that's every time I see a, oh, zoom, yeah. every time I see yeah, a the zoom tiles, screen, yeah. right. But uh, it reminds me of Hollywood squares. It's so funny. But anyway, I say that to say, man, uh, there are so many businesses. I know I'm getting a ton of calls from, you know, clients who are like, what do I need to do? What is the emergency response SEO thing? Make sure I'm found on the internet. You know, what, what, what is the, what is the absolute, you know, what's the first thing I need to do in, in an emergency type situation? Yeah, I, I think we need to really look at the industry, the clients, and we need to focus on what's most essential. So at HubShot, we made some emergency packages to help our resellers. We, we, we hear from agencies all over the country, and, the, and many of them were asking for a package that met a few requirements. Number one, no contacts. Number two, heavy budget friendly. A lot of our resellers are not necessarily losing the business, but they are reducing the amount of the contract. And then number three, has to be effective, has to do the most important things. And so we put together a package for, this would be for a local business. It focuses on local ecosystem only. So we're going to do directories. We're going to get you in, you know, Google My Business, Yelp, Manta, Merchant Circle, all the big directories. And we're also going to make sure that we take advantage of a few of the more advanced features in Google My Business that are actually super important that a lot of people don't take advantage of. One of those is Google services. So one thing, if you haven't been keeping up on this, Google's new features in Google My Business really tried to replicate the 
the features of a, a normal website. So, for example, Google Services tries to replicate your products and services pages. So before, you had to only pick from three, I'm sorry, three categories. That's no longer the case. You can get as specific as you want. So let's fill that out. And that gives a huge leg up on any competitors. Number two, we also want to do Google Posts. So just as I mentioned before, we can emulate a lot of website features. Google Posts emulates a website's blog post. Mm-hmm. So we write blog posts, but my tip here is don't just write a blog post. Write it and include local landmarks, local events. Maybe we don't have any of those right now, but you know there may be some local things going on that, that we can cite and and help un- help Google understand that we're in this community. And we put that together to sub $200 package for our resellers so they can offer an essential package. Right, right. Why do you think, I mean, you know, I, I, I definitely don't want to make the assumption that the listeners or viewers of this episode would, would really understand why are the directories such a foundational piece? Yeah, that, that's a great point. So there are a number of ranking factors to be sure. However, if you want to be found locally, if you're a restaurant, if, you know, if you're a dentist or a doctor, the distance between the searcher and the searchee is absolutely critical. And so Google wants to show the most relevant search results. And if you don't have your local ecosystem lined up and all the stuff I, we just mentioned done properly, Google may elect to show another search result. And so many people don't even have that claimed, or if they do have it claimed, it's not as robust as it could be. And so that's where we want to step in, handle that, so you can at least get that local business. And then what we did with this plan, Mike, that I didn't mention before, is we would do this in months one, two, three, four. And advancing to month two, we also will make some website copy edits, adding marketing copy to the page, same pricing we're going to add metadata updates, and then we, we made it so in month five, we would move up to a larger plan that had a number of the other ranking factors, you know, link building, content marketing in month five, assuming there'll be a recovery by then. But the initial idea is that we'll have this emergency package, we're going to build some trust, we're going to keep the client on board, and then they'll hopefully move them back up to where they were if you had a pre-existing plan, or if you're working with us, we have a plan that would, would take care of that. Right. And again, you know, I mean, obviously the, the directories are, are a key part of that essential kind of emergency package. But again, we can't assume that, you know, whether they, whether you're a business trying to figure out your marketing, whether you are, you know, the marketing person uh, for your brand, or, you know, you work at an agency and you're trying to figure out how to help your clients, like, we can't assume that they understand why is the Google My Business listing, why is that so important? What what signal is there? How how is that equated into the the algorithm or the formula or why is it weighted? Why why that? Yeah, so that, that that's a great question. I mean, there's really a number of ranking factors. I would encourage anybody to check out Moz's local ranking factor surveys they put together every year and a half, and it shows every ranking factor. There's a pie chart of all the ranking factors, mm. and the the local ecosystem stuff is an important ranking factor because when you do local search and you see that map pack search result, you'll see that three pack of 
of listings, you want to be there. Mm. And if we can get you there to be above any of the organic search results, which we can absolutely do with this plan, and it'll be at an affordable price. So that that's the goal is, you know, it, it is the most essential thing uh, to, to make sure that's that's done. The directories tell Google where you're located. So if they see that your name, address, and phone number shows up in the same format, which is your NAP, your name, address, and phone number, and we, we, if it shows up repeatedly in like 75 directories, Google understands you're at this location. It feels confident that you're there, and it's going to show your result more frequently. So that's the benefit of adding all those citations. And there's another benefit, Mike, too, is that through our program, you can push out coupons, offers, directories, videos, photos, and those increase impression share. There's a lot of studies around that. And as you put out that content, your, of course, your listing's active and it converts better when you have photos and images. And if it's appropriate, if you're a restaurant in this example, yeah, put out coupons, you know, do takeout stuff. Yeah, we had a local business doing some takeout stuff. My wife showed it to me and I was like, that's a good deal. Yeah. And so, yeah, we're, we're, we're probably going to buy from them. They, they did put something out on Google My Business. So I would definitely encourage to add that premium content in. That's easy to do, super easy to do. We'll pop it in for you and get it all done. Um, yeah, so I, 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 I think that's great. I, I love that idea. We've talked with a lot of our clients, you know, about that same strategy. All right, so... So let's say you got that covered. Um, you know, let's talk about if, if you were to create this bulletproof SEO strategy for the remainder of 2020, you know, if you were going to have an approach, let's say it's, I don't know, like a three-phased approach, what are the three core things? Building on that, building on the, the sort of emergency plan, what would you say are those three core things that we want to try to do? Yeah, absolutely. So there are... Three major components. We covered one pretty heavily, and that's the local ecosystem stuff. So that is super essential. However, when you think about being the number one search result on Google, it does take more to be number one overall. And we can extend your reach in local, so you still will be number one in a hyper-local area if we do the local. However, as we want to show up maybe in the organic search results and a little farther away, when you think about the radius, because they mentioned the searcher, distance between the searcher and the searchee is critical and local. So to do that, number one, uh, we need to do a lot of on-site SEO. We need to change the metadata updates. A lot of people's title tags might be homepage, right, or their business name. And they may not even have the right page on their website. So they may have all their services lumped together on a page. For example, if it's an injury attorney, they say they do slip and fall, car accidents, brain injury and a number of other kinds of accidents all on one page, we're going to recommend that they build out individual pages for those, you know, for those in that case, you know, they're, you know, the kind of cases they handle. And we want to be able to actually add phone and form tracking to show that we're able to do stuff. So that's an important component to show output. But in terms of strategy, we also would recommend doing a site audit to make sure there's not some things like site speed issues, uh, duplicate content can be an issue that if we don't know that they created duplicate content, Google doesn't like that. It's, you know, in a sense, plagiarism. So, mm. which uh, a website user might not know. Yeah, you know. And additionally, we want to handle a bunch of other canonization issues and, and your standard things that you see in a site audit will, will be handled 
And then, uh, of course, that's, so that's one area. That's the on-site SEO, but there's another component to on-site, which is content. So every, we should have a regular flow of on-site content, blogs, infographics, other material that will not only have keywords in it, but number two, it's going to link to the appropriate subpage. So if we're writing about, in our case, you know, digital marketing agency, we have an SEO blog post, it needs to link to our SEO page. So just like getting a link from another website is super important, it's also important to have internal links. It's a ranking factor. We want to have that taken care of. It's the best practice. And then the third item, I just mentioned it, it is off-site SEO. That's primarily link building. And although directories are links, there are no follow links typically. Mm-hmm. So we also want to be able to get backlinks from that are do follow that are called contextual backlinks. So contextual backlinks are the most powerful backlinks because you're mentioned in the article, in the context of an article. So, for example, if you were featured in the New York Times and it was an article written about that and you had a link inside of that article, not down in the byline, not down below or something like that, and it's not comment spam, nothing like that. So we're talking about a contextual backlink back to your website. Those are powerful. We need those. And you also want to have backlinks from reputable sites, sites with traffic, sites that are high domain authority, sites that are relevant. Those are all important factors. Google is looking, the biggest thing we're seeing now, Mike, is our reseller community is asking for links that are not only high domain authority, they're also asking for links from sites that have a good amount of traffic because Google understands that those are great sites. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think one of the things that that we've also done that you could probably, you know, bundle into the, um, you know, uh, third party or offsite link building. Um, You know, there's a lot of businesses right now that are, you know, changing their service offerings. They are adapting their policies as a result of COVID-19. So one of the things that we've done is create... um, you know, the traditional press release is still very effective, but uh, we'd love to kind of give the extra SEO juice for those press releases that we send out to the media outlets uh, through our um, one of the tools that we use. So being able to write, you know, that long form um, press release that specifically talks about the service area that you're changing. And then throughout that document, you're linking back to that core service area on your site, you you kind of kill two birds with one stone because number one, you're letting everyone and their brother know that, hey, here's what we're doing. Here's how we're, you know, so like you're giving aid and, and information to the human eyeballs, but you're also giving, you know, aid and, and a signal to, you know, the search engines because when you submit these things, like, Pretty much every digital news outlet that accepts, you know, these uh, like a PR wire, you know, type uh, feed, like, boom, you're going to get like 300 backlinks from, you know, all of these areas. So, uh, again, it's kind of a two for one deal where you're getting the information out to the humans, to the people in your community, to the people in your industry to let you know, here's how we're handling it. Here are the changes, which is important. Right. So. It's 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 a great twofold way. So I think I would like dovetail that into like what you were talking about, uh, you know, with with that with that content. I think that's great. Well, what about this? What's the worst thing we can do right now 
when it comes to SEO? Like, avoid this at all costs. Sure. A lot of things that worked back in the old days don't work anymore. And so lower lower quality blog posts are, are not as effective. We're seeing a movement, a big trend towards longer form stuff. Mm-hmm. So 2,000 plus word blog posts, although not everybody can afford those, and that's okay. We often recommend in that case that we just build the blog post piece by piece. It's okay. We, we could do a part one, part two, part three, but all in one piece. And we can, if they have a modest budget, that's how we solve that problem. So we definitely want to see that. And we subscribe to the expanded list blog post or skyscraper stuff that you see Brian Dean recommend or Neil Patel doing all the time. Yeah. Those industry leaders, that's very common. And we also, uh, you know, in terms of mistakes, you know, people are still using a lot of outdated tactics. Uh, we, we see that all the time. Uh, we see people doing comment spam. I mentioned earlier and uh, keyword stuffing, that doesn't work. You got to add LSI keywords. And so if, if your listeners aren't, or some of them aren't familiar with that, it's a latent semantic, semantic indexing keyword. So the example I always use when you're, you don't want to just use the keyword repeatedly. You want to add some context around mm-hmm. that keyword. So I'll give you a simple example I use quite frequently is if it was a keyword was cars, I might mean automobiles or I might mean the rock group, the cars, or I might mean the movie cars. Right. So if I add some keywords around that, like, for example, Pixar, Disney, box office smash, and I added in Mater and, you know, that kind of stuff. You say, Matt, that's the movie. Right. I said, you know, Billboard Top 100 hits, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You'd say, well, Matt, that's the rock group. And so, you know, it's those words that add around that that increase, number one, the number of keywords we rank for on a page and, uh, you know, provide us with a solid basis to then do the link building and other pieces that will further augment our rankings. Yeah, you know, I think about when you talk about the um, the kind of breaking it up into uh, a series, you know, two of the most popular segments that we did in 2019. Uh, one was we did it early in 2019, uh, like in January. Uh, it was a four-part series uh, in-depth on how to build a digital marketing plan around uh, the sales marketing funnel. And, you know, we broke up all the stages and, you know, it was, it's actually the most listened to podcast, the most, you know, read pages, like it's absolutely one of the best. And then the second one that we did last year was um, I did this really interesting deep dive into the um, election of 2016 and how, you know, the, the, the Senate uh, uh, committee, had, you know, Zuckerberg on and, and they had all of the, you know, documents from Facebook and how the Russians manipulated, uh, you know, Facebook with fake accounts. And, you know, I mean, they've made movies about this stuff. Right. Um, but yeah, so that was a, I think I did a three part series on that. So those two broken up into series were, were huge. So I agree a hundred percent. It's a great, great tactic. Man, Matt, we have covered a bunch. This is some great stuff. We covered an emergency plan. We covered the three rock solid strategies that you need to cover. We talked about the things that you you want to avoid. Uh, any last parting thoughts? Yeah, I you know I think you know one thing a lot of 
you know, mistakes that agency owners make sometimes is trying to do everything, trying to be an expert in everything. Mm. And if you can specialize in what you do best and do that at a level that makes you exceptional and leave those other things to other people. I mean, we all outsource something, right? Whether, you know, I don't want to do my taxes. Maybe I don't want to change my oil. I mean, you name it, right? There's, there's something that we don't like doing. And for some people, that might be the SEO portion, might be paid search, might be another part of the business, website design. You know, find a reliable partner, get that squared away so you can reliably scale your agency because so many agency owners that I see get stuck in the trap of having about, you can handle about 10 or 15 accounts on your own. That's pretty typical. And after that, what happens is you no longer have time to prospect. You're too busy actually doing all the fulfillment work and customer service work. And then you lose a few clients. Then you go back and do sales and get a few more back. And you're in a a loop. You're in a cycle. You're stuck at around 10, 15 clients. So my, because we've seen that happen so frequently and because, you know, there are ways to solve that problem, we would encourage people to, to look for those experts in those areas that need help in. That's great. That's great. Well, guys, thank you so much, Matt. Thank you for being on the show. For those of you who want to check out hubshout.com, highly recommend it. Matt, again, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. My name is Michael Wynn, Chief Digital Officer of Digital Ops, a division of RB Oppenheim Associates. You guys have a great weekend. We'll catch you next week. Take care, Matt. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, everyone. Take care.